Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with Attitude, a show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters. Can we not today? Can we not do this one, please? Please. I don't wanna. Mike, do we have to? Uh, Listen, the only thing saving you guys from me doing a bit where I sing the whole time (laughs) is the fact that I have neighbors and sound carries (laughs) through the walls here very easily. If I had a soundproof booth, you would get two hours of my off-key wailing, I, I swear mean, to God. The other thing that would stop would stop it is that I would just hit stop, and then I would leave from my computer. <laughs> but there <laughs> is that. Uh, Luke, do we have to do this one? Hello. Oh. Hello. Hello. Oh, no. <laughs> you did it to me. <laughs> you waited too long. You oh, took you. You ruined it. I did it. my best. Uh, I'm Zach. Eric can fix is, it in post. He this won't. Is he Mike, could. This is Mike and Luke. He could. He won't. So we're gonna talk about this is the this is the musical episode. I was wrong last time. Objection, Your Honor. It's not a musical episode. It's an episode in which singing takes place. I was sold a bill of goods. <laughs> I was promised a musical episode of Power Rangers. If anything, the other episode that Zach thought was this episode is closer to a musical episode because it has Tanya performing entire songs. I am so fundamentally and morally opposed to the idea of calling this a musical episode. This is an episode where Tommy and Tanya are cursed to sing the entire episode. Wrong. And we are cursed to hear Jason David Frank try to sing. We No, it's an episode where Tommy and Tanya are cursed to yell for the entire episode. <laughs> okay, that and is also talk in rhyme for some reason? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not explained. I guess the idea is just that the people who wrote this episode think that all songs rhyme. And that's just, like, inherent to songs? mm, If they did the thing they were supposed to be doing, it would be that, oh, they're just impromptu doing musical numbers the whole time. And then there'd be, like, a fun mix-em-up where the Machine Empire accidentally afflicted themselves with the curse, so they also have to sing, but the monster's out of control, so they can't stop it. And now they're, like, like, that's the way to do this episode! 
Yeah, and then, yeah. like that's too much effort. And and like, listen, we we got into this uh, with with some of the rest of the crew. Lexi fucking hates musical episodes as a concept because yeah. most of them are bad, straight up. But like, it's a, well, it's a concept that takes a lot of work, and when it works, or at least works, you know, for its intended audience, it can be really good. Like we were also talking, I really love the musical episode of Batman: Brave and the Bold. That's a good uh, episode, Music Meister. Yeah, I really love that. But like. That is way more time and effort than Power Rangers is willing to put in, and this is extremely a low-effort episode in more ways than just the songs. I don't want to shit-talk Lexi because she's not here and she's one of my best (laughs) friends in the whole world, but (laughs) it's not that she said it's because they're usually bad. It's because she said they usually make her skin crawl off and jump into a well. So I don't know exactly why that is, but yeah, apparently... It, it was not clear to me if that, like, she thinks they're bad or if she just... There's something about musicals that fundamentally don't agree with her constitution. I think she has, like, a physical aversion yeah. to... Uh... I will say there's... I did feel some physical discomfort watching this because... Uh, so a factor in watching this show is is always been like there's a little bit of secondhand embarrassment for the actors. Yeah. And and again, we we make fun of Jason David Frank all the time, and all of it's deserved. Let's be clear. Oh, there's yeah, no regret sure. there. But like this is the most embarrassed for Jason David Frank I have ever felt. I felt so fucking bad every second I was watching this. It, it was it was this was. This episode's fucking unwatchable. It's not just yeah. like I was hoping it would just be hilariously bad, but it's just uncomfortable, and not for the reasons the show is usually uncomfortable. We're getting ahead of ourselves. The, when the curse first starts and he lets out that first note, he actually hits that note and that note alone in a way that made me think, "Oh, the joke is going to be that like, or maybe they're even dubbing him over with like a deep voice singer or something, and that's the joke of the episode." But no, uh, uh-uh. no, no, that. If only it were that. Right. <laughs> if only it were that. There's uh, a there's a voice when you can't sing that you do when you want to impersonate an opera singer like as a joke. Oh! Exactly yeah. that. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. That is Jason David Frank throughout the whole episode, and he can't maintain it. We'll, we'll talk. Let's talk about it in a, in a little bit. Yeah. Very quickly. Before we do that, I do have some things to talk about. <laughs> Talking about things, which is that, <laughs> so I Google Power, this is how I usually put this segment together. I Google Power Rangers, and then I click uh-huh. on the news tab. Yeah. And there's usually a couple things that are like toy news or comic news or something interesting. Um, that one time that guy killed somebody, that's very atypical for this uh-huh. segment. That's uh-huh. not usually how it goes. However, uh, this time... Uh, I was treated to a WSB TV two Atlanta uh, station uh, news clip uh, in which I was informed that a fourteen year old girl uh, was at home alone and a man wearing only a red Power Rangers mask and no other clothes broke what into the- her house and then she screamed at him and he screamed and ran away and that's the only information I have. And I, now you have it because Thank I thank God it. that's as far as that yeah. went because I really thought you were going to get into some heinous no, shit. I wouldn't have read it if anything bad happened. I just like well, not that this was a good thing, but you know, 
So, uh, you know, don't I... trust people in masks, A. Also, uh-huh. uh, why you gotta do that to Power Rangers? Why you gotta use that as your creepy break-in mask, huh? Why can't you use the V for Vendetta mask like everybody else? Wait, wait, hold on. Is that your complaint? <laughs> what? Well, no, not really, but... <laughs> I'm more concerned with the insinuation that it's just, oh, it's, listen, the traditional running around nude and breaking into people's houses mask is the Guy Fox mask. Like, if that's you... that's the real thing you gotta go with. What? If you had to pick one, would you, is there one that you think is more likely? No. Okay, I rest my case then. I win this argument. That's how that works. <laughs> The Guy Fox mask, I now just because of Fortune, I now associate the Guy Fox math mask with creepy people. That's with like I mean, as assholes. you should. Like that's just what it is now. So, so I would. That's the first thing I thought of. But yeah, that I, I don't really have much to say about this. I just that's how I put this together. I Google Power Rangers news. That's what came up. I don't really know what else to say about it. But I know about it now. You have to, and I'm sorry for that, but only a little. I, this, I don't believe that you're sorry. Um, a little. This is episode 46 of Power Rangers Zeo, another song and dance. We God, open. We, we, there are 50 episodes of Zeo, right? Yeah, so. we go from we go from this shit, by the way, into uh, like four intense story episodes. Are you basically. sure? Because I'm looking at the remaining episodes, and one of them is just called Hawaii Zeo. Okay, yes, it's called that, but that's when Jason starts to lose his powers. So, All like, right. it is a plot-important episode. <laughs> it's just, it's called something dumb. But, yeah, next week, uh, you know, teaser, next week is when we start the first ever Power Rangers crossover, basically. God, we are, like, a month away from the dang Turbo movie. The Turbo movie? Yeah, I have to buy it. I don't own it yet. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, yeah, same fuck. <laughs> it's here. We're finally getting to the good Power Rangers. It's not I, I can't believe I can't believe the Turbo movie isn't on Netflix. Like Right? <laughs> both of the other movies, I get why they may not necessarily be part of the package deal because How they have like films. Could the Turbo movie possibly be? Well, it's not just that, but like the other movies have like other film studios involved and they're not like part of the main canon or anything. Uh-huh. Who the fuck has their fingers in the pie of the Turbo movie that is preventing that from Bond or I guess Hasbro now just selling that shit to Netflix? That's a great question. Yeah, I that is fair. That's something I didn't think about. Every other piece of Power Rangers canon is on Netflix. Uh, so that's weird. Um, but okay. Anyway, yeah, this is episode 46. Uh, we have four plot episodes coming up, but first, some bullshit. Uh, <laughs> we, we open on the, like, study room thing. I can't wait to remind everyone of this episode when they start trying to complain that Turbo is bad. I mean... Yeah, that's fair. I mean, so, when Simon was like adamant that Zio is one of the better seasons of Power Rangers. Yeah, but Simon did also later call himself the Human Ranger Wiki, so I think he <laughs> is at least aware that. He, here's he's here's not the thing, though, Luke. With all the wretched shit we've had in this season, including this episode, yeah, this is still the best season so far. Is it though? It is. Mm. I would say so. Yeah. It, listen. That's not high praise. That is the most backhanded of compliments, I assure you. But 
I'd say it's still the high mark. I, I guess, in fairness, I have not been around for this season as much. Yeah. yeah. that's so. it, It's not a... It, there are good things in this season, but it... Yes. Calling it, like, the second best or whatever he did is wild. I, I can't... I don't think so. Um, so here we go. Tommy is lip-syncing to a bad rock song uh, and also air guitaring and doing basically, like, a full-on music video performance except jason david frank doesn't know how to dance so it's like well, he, he he straight up just jumps on his, his back under the couch and kicks his feels he slides into the scene in socks on a carpet You're right he's it, doing the, the risky business thing yeah he's doing that I, I was trying to think of the name of that movie because yeah. i've i've never seen it i just know that bit it's not a great movie but the thing is, instead of Tom Cruise in his underwear in like a house, I guess, right? This is Jason David Frank in the lounge lobby area at the school with like a magazine rack behind him. Yeah, and like this is, and I mean, okay, credit to Jason David Frank for his performance here because like this, this is some believable like dancing like no one's watching this you is kind delightful. of shit. Yeah, this it's is very great. fun. Yes, I saw this and I had high hopes. Yeah, but it's very, very weird when you realize that in the context of the scene, it's just in the school, presumably in the library, because they didn't want to, like, put together a set for, Jason, for like, Tommy's bedroom, I right. guess. Well, and also because Tanya walks in on him, and I can't yeah. think of why that would happen. <laughs> I'll be but- honest, my absolute favorite part of this ridiculous lip-sync dance that he's doing is it's because it's Tommy, it still incorporates him doing a bunch of spin kicks and shit. That's oh, what yeah. I was going to say, is he doesn't know how to dance, so, like, a lot of it is karate moves. And then, yeah, he does, like, a weird, like, he bends all the way over, and I don't know how to describe this, really. It's, he, like, folds his knees up under him, and his head points backwards, and all, also his shirt comes off a little bit. So, you know, that's hot, I guess. He just and that, like, weird... He almost does that sort of upside-down crab walk thing that right. people do when they're trying to be creepy in a movie sometimes. But, like, it's it's a it's a dr- dramatic rock pose. And also, so we once again have a, a fucking one-and-done, single-use uh, Ron Wasserman rock song for this scene. Yeah. Uh, and, and, Eric, would you be so kind as to include some, some audio of this shit? Because, holy hell. Please. It's something. <clears throat> And then uh, Tommy is hit by Master Vile's de-aging ray again, and he becomes a child and throws a tantrum on the couch. No, that's Uh, a thing. I don't know what that's a reference to, but that's a thing. Yeah. From something. So he gets on the couch and, like, kicks his feet up in the air. And I do remember this being something that happened in the 90s in either music videos or movies, but God, I don't know what the reference is supposed to be. It just looks very silly. I feel like that's a common, like, 
I'm getting excited about music, move, and TV shows and movies, but it's usually by young girls. Yes, that is I feel, true. I want to say it's from like a movie, maybe like a musical movie. I don't know. Yeah, it maybe. could be. I, it reminded me of um, of Clueless, but I don't think that's in Clueless. I think that's just a weird like brain. Like connection. I have not seen the film Flashdance, but I believe that I I would believe you if you told me that happened in it. That was sure. I was literally about to say Flashdance. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen it either, but that's also where my mind went. <laughs> Do y'all know about? The uh, origin of the song Maniac from Flashdance. Yeah, the guy originally wrote it about a serial killer, but then changed the words. Yeah. That is the wildest shit I've ever heard. If in case you don't know this, uh, he pitched it for a slasher film uh, and the lyrics were, he's a maniac, maniac, that's for sure. He will kill your cat and nail it to the door. And then they were like, how about instead a sexy dance song? (laughs) <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck. Anyway, um, so yeah, he does his his little kicks, and then Tanya walks in and thinks it's the funniest shit she's ever yeah. seen because she's like, it is. So Tommy doing little kicks, huh? <laughs> and I like that she does. She says, "So what were you doing?" Like makes it explain himself. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. <laughs> Tanya's the best character this season, <laughs> flat out. You know, we've I've kind of hinted at it a, a couple times, but like, I think she's straight up the best Zeo Ranger. I like, think a Yellow Ranger usually is. Well, the, the thing is, like, Rocky's up there, and I fucking love Rocky. We've sure. gotten some choice Rocky scenes, but like, I I think Tanya might be my favorite. Mm. Start what? at the bottom. Do a proper countdown. Okay, uh, last is Tommy. Yeah. Uh, eighth is Adam. Seventh is Cat. Uh, sixth is Jason. Fifth is Bulk. Fourth is Tanya. Third is Billy. Second is Skull. And Rocky is the best character in Power Rangers. Zio. There know, you have it. I that, mean, like, that feels right. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't agree with everything, but like as a list, I can't see any faults with it. I think it's because the Yellow Ranger is typically, like, in so much as they're given a role, it's, like, the best friend. Uh-huh. Like, the best friend to the Pink Ranger, and then in this one, she's kind of uh, Adam's best friend also. I mean, let's let's just put a pin on it. Like, the Yellow Ranger trip traditionally hasn't been a character. Right, so... They've just been there to fill space, usually. And I don't want to take anything away from... from from the actresses for Trini or Aisha, but, like, they've been given nothing to do. No. And and I think Tanya doesn't get that much to do either, but what she has, she does pretty well with. So, um, so yeah, she's like, what's, uh, what you doing? And he's like, uh, I have a project for my singing class, and she, my teacher's gonna make me sing in front of the whole class. Oh, nerds. Um, and... <laughs> And I do like this because we get a little bit of self-conscious Tommy, which we haven't seen in a little bit, because um, he's just a big old pile of neuroses. Uh, and he's like, oh, wait, Tanya, you're a great singer. Can you help me? And she's like, you, you what, you want me to give you voice lessons? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, okay, sure, fine. I have two questions. Okay. Question one, why did Tommy sign up for a singing class? I no one's had the heart to tell him he can't sing. 
But he do thinks you, he can't sing. Like, that's what he's anxious about. Do you remember electives in high school where, like, you got to pick a couple, but a lot of the time the good ones, quote unquote, would fill up? Yeah, but I still made it through high school without having to take a singing class. Uh, well, I was just going to say, do you think he, like, slept through the whole thing? <laughs> or, or like, he was just playing video games and didn't yeah. go into school that day? So yeah. He had to go take a singing class because wood shop and everything filled up. That makes sense. All right, question two. What is that singing class if not voice lessons? What has that teacher taught him <laughs> if he's getting hung up on do re mi okay, in the next scene? This is a better question. <laughs> That's a great question. I think, you know, I'm thinking about it. I think I had like um, a music class in like third grade where we yeah. sang but it was just like you know it was like a little kid singing which is right. very different They're, no one yeah. expects you to be and good and you sing as a group so like yeah. if anybody who can't sing gets drowned out we learned how to play Mary Had a Little Lamb on the recorder you know yeah so I don't know I don't know what this class was maybe it was just like <laughs> the teacher just showing them <laughs> Given what he performs, maybe it's just the fucking teachers showing them like glam rock videos <laughs> for an hour, and then he's like, "Okay, now do that." <laughs> they just watch Jesus Christ Superstar every day. To be clear, his his practice for the for the thing is is the fucking like lip sync challenge. You know, like he just he's not singing, right? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So yeah, th- he is lip syncing in this. That's the other thing is like they don't say that he's lip syncing. So was, so I guess his whole thing. Oh, I guess we left this out. He says like I don't want to look silly. Right. So he was focused on like his physical performance. <laughs> he was like, listen, d- singing well, that's out the window. I <laughs> might be able to dance well though. Yeah. <laughs> so he wasn't even bothering with the singing part. Um. Anyway, we cut up to Sprocket and Queen Machina, and they're like, wow, what a dork. What a huge fucking rube. Uh, why is he doing any of this? Uh, and then Queen Machina's like, I don't know, but what if we made it so he could only sing? Then he couldn't pilot his Zord. Question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> there have been, we've had a few instances of question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> With the uh, with the Empire's plans, and we're going to have several more in this episode, but this might be the biggest in a while. Hey, listen, I know that we're all off South Park at this point, but uh-huh. I could only think of the underpants gnomes, A, steal under- underpants, B, question mark, C, get money. Like, because what are you talking about? Why would... It's not voice commanded. Like it's I mean, got listen, controls. Not, ga- not gonna not gonna give the, the, the South Park boys credit for literally anything. <laughs> but like I feel like just inserting a series of question marks for the vague I don't know in the <laughs> middle of a plan with like a stated yeah. end goal but no real clear way to get there. I feel like that's giving us an expression that we kind of needed. Yeah. I feel like it was a concept that's been around, but we didn't really have a set for way to sure. describe. That, and man, that's this. Because, yeah. And here's the thing. Sometimes Power Rangers does that where, like, they'll say, oh, they've tied up Tommy so we can't use your me- the Megazord. And then us, having watched the other episodes, go, that's not how that works. Uh-huh. Um, 
but then the show insists it is how that works, and then they can't use the Megazord. In this, they say he can't pilot the Megazord while singing, and then he just does that right, anyway. she's just wrong. Like, <laughs> so, she's just but, mistaken about how it works. Well, so, here's the weird thing. He can perm... He can pilot the Megazord, but not his personal Psychic Link Battle Zord yes. because? We'll talk about that when we get there, because it's even stupider. But yeah, so so that's their plan. We cut down to uh, Lieutenant Stone, Bulk, and Skull having a nice fishing trip together. Um, Bulk says, it sure was nice of you to take us fishing on, on our day off. Uh, and I don't think he's kidding. Which, no, he seems sincere. Which is wild, because if your boss said, do you want to go fishing with me on your day off, you would say yes, and then you would leave the room and you would go, fuck. <laughs> so like, <laughs> like, no one wants to do that. Are you kidding me? So this is something I feel like that's been kind of building for a while, and... and, and and especially the, the 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 pinnacle of this was during like the the fashion show episode when Bulk and and Detective Stone were just kind of hanging out in a swing set eating burritos. I feel like Bulk if is genuinely developing this kind of like surrogate father relationship with Detective Stone, and Skull is absolutely not. Skull fucking <laughs> hates Detective Stone's because he's like in all of this shit uh, consistently. Skull's the one who's just pissed about everything they have to do. But Bulk genuinely wants to get on Detective Stone's good side the bulk of the time. Luke, we talked about this last episode, um, but we we figured something out, which is that Detective Stone is independent, independently wealthy. He he wrote books. He has a bunch of horticultural prizes. He's got a right? bunch of money. The, the detective agency is just literally so that he can pay people as an excuse to hang out with him. That's the only only reason he's doing this. He has no friends. Balkan Skull are his employees so that also, he can he hang out Also, he owns a haunted mansion. That's important. Yeah, he also owns a haunted mansion. That was last episode. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, don't worry about it. So, anyway. Right. Um, <laughs> so, he... Uh, <laughs> He's like, you know, you know, boys, I'm glad you could come with me because this is going to help you learn how to catch criminals better because catching criminals is a lot like catching fish. And uh, I guess to your point, Mike, Bulk is like taking this in and Skull's face is like, what the fuck are you talking about? I mean, if I'm there and I say, oh, gee, boss, it was nice of you to take us fishing on our day off. He goes, well, this isn't a recreational activity. Oh, okay, bye. See ya. I'm just gonna swim to shore so long. Goodbye, See you Andor. on Monday, dipshit. <laughs> Goodbye, Andor. Please go ahead and hand me some money then. Right. <laughs> Putting in some overtime on this week, I guess. Um, so, Skull says what? They both stink? Ha 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 ha, criminals. Uh, he says, no, fishing teaches patience, concentration, and most importantly, how to listen. And uh, they're like, what? Well, also, like, I feel like part of the response to that should be catching criminals. Like, we're we're not cops anymore. We're no. private detectives. We yeah. don't catch criminals. That's not what we do. Yeah, at all. Um, and then he's he, 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 Lieutenant Stone's on some Zen shit, and he's like, "Listen to the water." And Bulk's like, "What? What? It will give you the clues to where the fish are." Okay, sure. Now, now, with him emphasizing listening so much in this scene, surely this is going to loop back around to the singing stuff in the A-plot, right? 
no. sure. Or no, even what? if it's just a joke of I'm listening very closely. Is that Tommy singing? <laughs> sure. Or instead, they just both turn behind them at the back of the boat and then like lean way over to try to hear the water and they fall out of the boat. Sure. But anyway, like I I don't need to listen. I know where the fish live. I saw a touch of Satan. I mean, I know where the fish live, the water, yeah. but that's not, like, a super descriptive area. I just wanted to make an obtuse Mystery Science Theater reference. Let me very, have this. Very good. Well done. <laughs> um, so, here's the deal. He says, "Good thi- boys, good thing I have a secret weapon that'll help us catch the fish. Now, Archerina and Gasket are dumb as fuck. We know this. Uh-huh. But, apparently, they also don't know, like euphemisms at all right uh because archerina's like "Ooh, the idiots have a secret weapon we could use it to kill the power rangers so did did you not listen to the rest of the conversation (laughs) (laughs) what i i love you know how in beetlejuice like he says like a turn of phrase and then He'll be like, oh, that's going to make my head fall off. And then his head falls off. Right. I wish that that's how Gasket worked. Where just like anytime the Power Rangers said some kind of euphemism, he just took it completely literally. That would be a a good gimmick for him. That would make me laugh. Uh, But just this time. uh, So he says, yes, we'll wait for them to to reveal it and then use it to secure my place on the throne. So keep that in mind for when we figure also, out what the secret weapon like is. Also, this is something like the third or fourth episode in a row where Sprocket and Gasket have, like, dueling plans that kind of sabotage each other a little bit. Yeah, I kind of like that they hate each other. It's the, the, the machine family is not as interesting as the moon crew, but I do like this, like, brotherly rival thing. It's okay. Yeah. Neither of them are as good as anybody in the Moon Crew, but it's all right. Do we? Uh, I, I'm assuming we get other points in the series where there's like villains who are competing with each other while oh, they're also sure. competing with the Rangers. Yeah. But like, it's it's a dynamic I kind of like. Yeah. Well, the the, the um, Goldar Rito diamond dynamic of like two generals who kind of fight with each other that comes back a lot. Yeah. Um, so if you like that, yeah. you should rewatch Sailor Moon if you haven't, because it's all oh, of that. It's just that basically. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah, Luke. By the way, the um, speaking of Turbo, watch some more Turbo. Um, here's the problem. Uh-huh. I love Divatox. I know some people don't. Her secondary general is the worst character in all of Power Rangers. And okay. mark my words, because when okay. we get there, even you're going to agree with me. <laughs> okay, okay. Is he that Max tonight looking motherfucker that I've heard so much about? No, that guy's cool. His name is Elgar, and he sucks shit. He's I don't awful. remember him at all. <laughs> well, th- yeah, don't worry about it. I just Googled him, and I got Edward Elgar, who was a uh, yeah, composer, same. and that's not what I was looking for. <laughs> um, anyway. Oh, I kind of remember this dipshit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he sucks. Uh, so... They're trying to give give Tommy these voice lessons. Uh, In case you didn't know, or 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 deaf, I guess it's there. Very helpfully, is a singing off key uh, subtitle to tell you that he is bad. Uh, And Tanya makes us some pretty good. Oh God, what have I gotten myself into? Faces, and then it's like great, great job. 
And I really like, I thought that was pretty good. Um, yes, we've mentioned it. He, t- Jason David Frank cannot sing at all, even a little. It's really bad. <laughs> okay, okay. But, like, in fiction, he's acknowledging that. Like, that's it's, true. It's always a weird thing to me in any story. Like, you see this in some movies sometimes where it's like, oh, yeah, I'll give you piano lessons. Let's see. Try this. And the person's really bad at it, and the teacher's like, oh, Jesus. Like, yeah, they're just starting. What do you expect? Yeah, for sure. So, don't so, blame Tommy, blame his music teacher. So she does do re mi fa so la ti do, trying to get him to do uh, do a scale. Yeah, basic scale. Basic scale. Uh, and sh- they do it a second time. She says he did better. Could have fooled me. Um, uh, and then he starts over, he says, do, do, and... And, like, so... Here's the weird thing about uh, about kind of the way to approach this is that like this show makes no bones about the fact that that Jason David Frank can't sing like it's part of the plot that he can and it's part of the plot that Tommy can't sing and it feels weird to make fun of that like on the one hand because like it's kind of deliberate like they're aware but on the other hand it really genuinely does make the episode kind of hard to watch. Well, yes, uh, this. this- this is the most difficulty I've had getting through a Power Rangers episode in in the time we've been doing this. It's physically unpleasant to to watch this episode. Yeah. It's very funny, but it is it's not that funny. <laughs> I mean, it's funny that it happened, but sure. like <laughs> but yes, that there are parts of it that are very funny, but there's a lot like when they're Doing some goofy shit with it, it's kind of fun. When Tommy is just giving exposition, but in his singing voice, it's... I hate it. It's well, just again, the worst. if they had written musical numbers for this episode, so, it might have been fun. So, right, let's get to it. Because he they they both then get zapped by Queen Machina, and now we have what what's now, the... The red? shot of the spell is actually kind of funny, because like a laser goes down, hits like this Casio keyboard that they're doing... And then, like, it's the beam, like, splits, hits them both, and they, and then they fall backwards, and it knocks the synthesizer over as well. And it's, it's actually kind of a funny shot. It also, like, hits them directly in the throat, which is an unnecessary detail that I appreciated. Uh, but yeah, so, so here's the thing. When, the reason Luke is perturbed at the fact that I described it as a musical is because you lied to me. It's because what's, what do you, Tanya's changes her shit a little bit, but mostly Tommy just sings, uh, and and if this is the wrong song, I apologize, it's just what uh, Simon told me it was, and he seemed like he knew what he was talking about. It is the first eight notes of Beethoven's fifth, and then he does a couplet in that, and then he just starts over. And that's the only thing that's he does. That's what he does sometimes. A lot of times he's just like... Oh no! I- yeah, well, okay, yes. If it's shorter than two lines, he just does that. Basically, yeah. he'll do hi ya and something like that. Yeah, and it's it's just and there and as we alluded to earlier, there is a lot of just talking while well, singing in rhyme. Basically, it it honestly, the bigger part of the curse isn't the fact that they're constantly singing; it's the fact that it takes them like four times as long to say yeah. things as it otherwise should. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> because okay. Tanya's actress is clearly a much better singer, 
but it's still not fun when she does it. The fun part with Tanya is that she's making faces like she can't stop doing it, and it's very funny. Like, Yeah, Jason David Frank is basically making the same face he's always making because he can't really emote that much, but... but Tanya's actress is just, she looks horrified well, right. the entire time, and it is amazing. The weird disconnect is, like, Tommy is doing, like, hand flourishes, like he's singing on purpose, and then Tanya is doing this, like, oh god, why can't I make it stop horror face? <laughs> so it's very, like, there's a really interesting back and forth there. Um, Eric, please just... Please, God, don't put in this whole scene, but, like, to give them an idea of what we're talking about, put this in, because I'm not just going to read these lines. It's bad. Oh, you all right? Can I make light? I've had a fright. Why can I not stop groaning? It's those machines. They have the means. It, they're all couplets, almost. Uh, they're all rhymed. And, like, again, it is mostly just, like, Bum, 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 it's, bum, yeah, bum. It's, it's and real bad. I, oh, I, uh, Nakia Baris. I, re- I really should have learned her name by now because she is, she is fucking yes, doing you. the best she can with what she's been handed. So they say or sing that they need to go to Zordon to help him fix it. That um, actually is kind of to both the characters of the show's credit is they put together immediately that, oh, I can't stop singing. There's weird magic shit happening. Clearly, the Machine Empire is doing it. Let's just contact Zordon They've right now. They've definitely gotten better about figuring out that it's an evil plot, like, immediately, which is which is fortunate. Um, but yeah, we cut to uh, Lieutenant Stone uh, and Balkan Skull, and, and Lieutenant Stone says, It's time for me to reveal my secret weapon. And okay, he pulls, and th- he pulls out th- this lure, and... This is maybe the most obviously just a prop designed to justify the monster we've seen in, like, probably a few seasons, honestly. Uh-huh. This I, could not more obviously be like, oh, this is just, this is going to get turned into a monster. Can I say something? I'm nominating this monster for for the teenies. I fucking love this monster. It's so This monster is actually pretty great, and we'll get to it. <laughs> it's like, like this tiny sculpture of, like, a dragon serpent. Uh, with a wolf head. It and looks they say, like, oh, it looks like a worm. No, it doesn't. No, it no. looks like a caterpillar from Sonic the Hedgehog, but with a dragon head on it, basically. It looks like a really fancy drug pipe. <laughs> we're we're kind of, it's kind of getting ahead of things, but they're going to pretend that this thing is a caterpillar. It is so obviously supposed to be one of those, like, really long dragon costumes from, like, a Chinese New Year celebration that right. has, like, a bunch of people in it. Yes. Uh, so he says, uh, this is an armor-plated, fully automated Macatapillar 2000. And then he does the fucking Tim Allen la- uh, grunt from uh, Tool Time. That's not the name of the show. Nope. Don't what's, tell him. What's the name of the television show? Don't say it, Mike. Not going to do impro- it. Home Improvement. There you go. Okay. Uh, it is, like, I'm not wrong, right? This is a straight-up Home Improvement joke. I yeah, straight up. It's that, not even the first sure. one they've done. Okay. All right. Just checking. Um, yeah. But yeah. But like, he, if, there's, if there's anything that attracts fish, it's complicated machinery. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, he says it will catch whatever you want, no matter the size, which, like, I guess you program, you tell it what fish you want to catch, and then it, I don't know. 
dances in I think a this is supposed way. to be their way of explaining the monster's power later. Yeah, I guess so. Um oh, God, this is just this this is the stupidest monster origin we've gotten in a while. I'm sorry. I, I know I keep love hopping it. on this, but it reminds me of like uh the the Rita stuff where it was like fucking Kimberly's purse and shit like that. Um so Zordon or uh Tommy goes back, uh he sings Zordon, please, we're on our knees. And then he gets on his knees and says, there must be oh, ways. Shit. What? I'm sorry, you saying that just hit me. We've spent like the entire season being like, oh, it's the Machine Empire. They build robots. They just have warriors at their disposal. But this is just flat out a Rita Zed, like, I'm just turning a thing into a monster. Right. Yeah, well, the thing is, Gasket has not had, like, Gasket and also uh, Louis Kaboom don't have, like, a defined monster creation method they just kind of do stuff because they didn't think about it very hard i guess um but yeah oh yeah i actually kind of forgot that louis kaboom did this shit too how yeah. dare you forget <laughs> about louis kaboom um uh tanya complains that her throat hurts from singing rocky says i feel like i'm in a rock opera and i'm sorry well it's not rock rocky it's adam and yeah. no you're an idiot. No, buddy. <laughs> I thought we were getting a Rod Wasserman rock opera, and I was excited. Oh, I'm sorry I made you think that, because no. Um, uh, so, at this, this point, Alpha says, oh, uh, this could interfere with your ability to pilot the Zords. It doesn't. No, um, not even slightly. Uh... Zordon says that his telepathic link with uh, t- Tommy's telepathic link with the Red Battle Zord has been severed. Uh, a thing they haven't used in I don't know ten episodes, right. so I don't know why that matters. Um, Actually, so so here's the thing. I, I I'm assuming based on some of the like fight footage we're gonna get later that like the Sensei episode that this used did have some sort of musical mind control monster something or other. Yes. yes. But, like, the reason they have this curse placed on Tommy and the reason they bring up this fucking telepathic link is to justify the fact that for whatever reason in the Sentai footage, the Green Ranger pilots the Red Battle Sword. That is all of this. All of this horseshit is to explain away that. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. very silly. Um, so they, they, uh, Archerina and uh, Gasket now see the lure and say, ha ha, the secret weapon. We must seize it to destroy the rangers. How dumb are you? It's a little toy. Why Why are you doing this? Um, I mean, this thing ends up being pretty effective. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Gasket says, we will activate their secret weapon for our use. Uh, and he shoots like a weird energy ring at it, which... Uh, the the this scene is fairly good because uh lieutenant stone is like whoa i've got something on my line and he starts reeling it in and whoops it's because they turned his lore into a big monster <laughs> and kind of reinforcing what i was saying earlier book genuinely tries to help uh detective stone like reel this thing in he genuinely tries to help his like his i guess mentor adoptive yes. father whatever uh, in when the situation skull fucking abandoned skull ship bails immediately. <laughs> He's just like goodbye, and he jumps off the boat. Later, uh, fuckos. The reel like shoots sparks out of it and catches on fire. I guess 
Uh, and then there's a big explosion in the water, uh, and a fish shoots out of the water and into their boat, which is very funny. Uh, great, great job. <laughs> and then the monster comes out of the water, and you see this big, uh, well, you really only see its head at first. Right. So I was like, wait, what is, this doesn't really look like the thing, um, but we'll get to it momentarily. Skull gets back in the boat, and they try to get away. Um, at this point, uh, Gasket is, has a full armada of spaceships and is like, haha, now that I control their, their, their fucking good fish reel, the Power Rangers can never stop me. Now let me use all of these spaceships I already had to blow up Angel Grove. <laughs> this is, this is the most direct assault from the Armada we've seen maybe so far. Cause like, like the, the big like mother ship, like octopus things come down and just immediately start blowing up buildings. Yeah. And it's, like we're gonna get the usual excuse like, oh it's the abandoned warehouse district because it's always the abandoned warehouse I'm district. I'm sorry. You you brought it up. It doesn't happen for a second, but you already brought it up. Rocky literally says they're attacking the abandoned warehouse district. Have they literally said that before, or is that a joke that we make? They've said it before. Okay. I know. I remember because uh, Luke well, made fun of me for not knowing warehouse districts were a real thing. Well, yep, warehouse that's true. district, but abandoned warehouse district. Well, right. That's where we keep all the warehouses where nobody is anymore. <laughs> like... It's That's just, just bad city planning. Yeah, it's yeah. a little on the nose. Urban uh, decay, you know? <laughs> anyway, Zordon's like, yep, they're fucking up everything. Uh, full-scale attack on Angel Grove. All these ships down here. Uh, t- uh, Jason offers to take uh, Pyramidus and go out there and fuck everything up. Um, quick note. This is the episode where Jason just does everything, but it's not its not clear until the end of the episode that that's what's going to happen, because yeah. he solves all the problems by himself. Um, Tommy busts in and says some shit. He sings some bullshit. He says it won't work because blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then uh, they decide to uh, try to... Is this where they do the the battles word? I think so. Hold on one sec. Uh, did they, I think like, first we get storage. Yes. Okay. So they're gonna try to connect uh, the red, the green. Sorry, the red battles word to Adam, uh, and uh, Tommy or sorry, Jason and Adam are gonna stay there while they do that. Everyone else is gonna so- go out and get the other zords and try to fight out the uh, uh, Macatapillar. I know we tried to forget the the Arrowhead saga, but like that was a whole ongoing thing where it was like, sorry, Billy hardwired this thing to like work off Tommy's brainwave, so Tommy has to get into a good like psychological space for this thing to work because there is no way we can change it to do anything any other way for reasons. Uh huh. And now we just like, eh, Adam can use it. Sure. I mean, uh, I don't know. This is very like. Dragon Ball Z, where it's like the first time you do a thing, it's really hard, and then it's really easy after that. <laughs> well, listen, Billy's not around anymore, so Alpha doesn't have to like, like fight under his punching weight. He can just like he doesn't pretend like he's not as competent as he is for Billy's oh. sake. Oh, he, he, Alpha was hiding his abilities so that he wouldn't make Billy feel bad. Basically, well, they're trying to encourage Billy and help him grow as like a, a mecha 
engineer, and then he fucking ditched him. Okay, fair enough. Um, so now, is it is it this the point where like somewhere in here, Queen Machine is like, oh, uh, Prince Gasket is attacking the city with the whole armada. Yes, yes, well, yes. Uh, here's where we'll attack a bigger target. What? Yeah. Also, that never. Well, no, they do attack a bigger target. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Yep. Uh, but yeah, um, now we get uh, the silliest thing in the whole episode, which is a musical morphing sequence. Uh, Tanya sa- sings, let's stop this crime. And then Tommy sings, it's morphin' time. And then we do the morphing sequence. And you know how the morphing sequence is pre-recorded and they just use the same clip every time? Yep. They actually dubbed over them singing Zero Ranger 5 uh, red and Zero Ranger 2 yellow as in their singing voices, and it's fucking hilarious. I do like how around this point, um, both of them are really... You can tell they're getting a horse from all the yell singing they're doing. Yeah, because, I mean... I'm sure they didn't do that many takes, but like but presumably more it's one. <laughs> more than one. We yeah. know from the credits there was more than one take. Yeah. So um, now here's another here's another part of this episode where I get confused between our dumb head canon and the actual TV show. Have we seen the Zord holding bay in Power Rangers ever before? I think we have. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember because we talked about it, but. Yeah, they show where all the Zords just sit, uh, and we see all the non-active Zords. We got Tackleboy and uh, uh, the Red Battle Zord and the original Zeo Megazord. Man, why didn't they get Tackleboy out there? Uh, well, we'll talk That's about that in question. a minute. But yeah, they shoot they shoot out the Super Zeo Megazord. It goes to fight um, the Mecha Caterpillar and all these. Uh, these dang flying machines whose names I forget. What are those called? They're just called fighters. Uh, they have quadra names. fighters. Quadra fighters. Um, okay, I'm gonna be honest. I had from from shortly before this point on, I had a really hard time following what was actually happening. Yeah, <laughs> because there are so many rapid cuts, and we're bouncing around between so many like B, C, D, F plots here, and like. And listen, this is a show for little babies, so theoretically it should be easy to follow. But like, this is. This just becomes kind of a mess, and it's really hard to keep track of what's going it is on. Kind so of I don't a mess. know, I don't know where this is, but at some point, there's a really hilarious shot, and it's like it's from the Sentai, where the 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 Zeo Megazord sword slices a quadrifighter, and it just splits in half, and then the intact, like largely unharmed cog, just hangs there for a moment, like Wily e. Coyote style, and then just like, and then yeah, falls. that's right and here. That just happened, yeah. basically. Yeah, it's it's hysterical. I really, really like it. Because, yeah, you have the Megazord fighting these quadrifighters, which are, like, the size of its head or smaller, and just cutting them in half, which is pretty cool. Um, then uh, Gasket says, like, haha, this was the bait. Uh, now, Mecha Caterpillar, come forth! And he summons it, and now is when we see that the Mecha Caterpillar is three people in a suit, <laughs> yep. uh, and they're basically doing conga line dances to walk, and it's the fucking best. I it's love this monster. It's good. It's real silly looking. It, it's, so, yeah, it's basically three circular caterpillar sections, the front has a head on it, and then the back one has a couple more sections on the back um, that don't have people in them. 
uh, but the first three have legs sticking out It reminds out of me of, like, obviously it's what you said, where it's it's basically, like, a three-person horse costume. Yes. But it also reminds me of, like, old Super Nintendo games, where it's like, oh, here's a whole dragon, but we can't, like, that's too complicated of a sprite to do, so it just... A bunch of balls overlapping each other that look yeah. kind of like a dragon. Oh, yeah, for sure. A oh, lot man, of- you saying that just hit me. This this monster is extremely Gunstar Heroes. Yeah. Gunstar Heroes, uh, like, there's a, dra- er, a dragon in Mega Man X that looks exactly this way, basically. Like, this was a common video game thing of, like, ah, we can't really render a dragon, so... Uh, it wasn't a robot, but I think uh, Magical Adventure starring Miss- Mickey Mouse had a dragon like that. There you go. I know that uh, Freedom Planet, which was trying to evoke this exact kind of style, also had a dragon that worked hey, like this. Hey, is Freedom Planet 2 ever coming out? It's taken a while, but they're still working on it. Okay. They, they released another unrelated game in the meantime. It was Weird. like a Grapple Force Arena, something like that. I played that. Freedom Planet 2 at PAX like three years ago. Anyway. Uh, the thing about video games they is that they take a make. long time to make. And when it's an indie game like that, that has like a single digit, like crew working on it they take like you know the better part of a decade to finish fair enough so um we've got a it wraps around the super megazord if if you don't usually watch this episode but do when we say like watch this part you should watch this fight scene it's hysterical and it's like kind of hard to put into words but you've got a suit that's three people trying to fight a big robot and it Man, it's really funny, you guys. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know how to... There's also, like, the the tail of the thing is clearly being manipulated by a wire to mm. help it, like, yes. wrap around the the Megazord. Is, like, that shot's really good. The other thing is I want you to think about the logistics of walking in unison with three other... With two other people. Yeah. And realize then that the way to make that happen is to take little shuffly steps, which <laughs> is what they do. So instead of it like striding forward, it just kind of goes like shuffle, 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 shuffle. It's, it's, it's real good. It is good. <laughs> it, it, what's really good is this thing's special move, but I think we got some other stuff to cover first. Well, so it wraps around them, then it shoots fire at a, it shoots like a laser beam basically uh, at the Super Zeo Zord. Uh, gasket gloats. Um, we cut back to, uh, uh, oh, then we cut to the bigger target. That's right. Oh, right. The fucking, uh, Queen Machina's, uh, army is just attacking the Zord, uh, uh, holding center. I don't, I also don't know where this is. Like, it's the shots imply it's a, it show it in a mountain, and I think the show wants us to assume that it's the same mountain that the command center is on. Well, think about like the old Zord summoning sequence where it's like they're run like the Dino Zords are like storming through that valley. Yeah. Okay. So they they're held some other place that's not right next to the command center. That's fine. This show takes a lot of advantage uh, of the fact, and like it's been doing it for years, of the fact that like mountainous deserts just kind of all look the same. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so, like, th- there's a lot of footage where it's just, it kind of looks like it might be the same place. One might so, say that the geography of Angel Grove morphs. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, in, in some sort of, uh, some sort of, some sort of arrangement. Like, how would they, how would some they arrange? Some sort of coordinate system. Coordinates, okay. Yeah, yeah like a, like a, like a grid, you would yeah. say. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, you know, maybe a, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. 
Luke, can I tell you something very, very funny? Yeah, what's up? Uh, There was a a Twitter user uh, that is friends with a listener of the show uh, who was tweeting that their personal headcanon was that the Zords are stored in a different dimension, which is why they can show up whenever and wherever the Rangers need them. And the listener of the show says, hey, you should probably listen to Teenagers (laughs) with Attitude. And I thought that was very, very funny. Fantastic. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so anyway, uh, they're, yeah, they're attacking the Zord holding bay. This is one of those things where it's like, why didn't they try this before? But whatever, fine, good plan. If you know where that is, go for it. Uh, Jason runs over and goes, oh shit, that's where uh, Tackle Boy and... The regular Zeo Megazord are. He doesn't use those exact phrases, but let's just say he does. Uh, and Did we miss Adam going out into battle? I think that happens before this. Sorry, what? Adam taking the red no, battle sword. There's, there's Adam and Jason are still in the command center. Yeah. Um. So uh, Jason tells Alpha to initiate the Zord evacuation procedure, which I wanted Alpha to be like, "What the fuck are you telling me to do this for? Like, <laughs> this is my job. I know what I'm doing." Uh, and then we get the best, man, sometimes I love this show so much, and usually that's when they didn't have Sentai footage, so they had to use the toys. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happens, because they there's a shot of basically, the idea is they're, they're lowering the Zords into like a secondary holding bay under the Zord, Zord loading bay. Uh, but they did. That's not what happened in the Sentai. So in order to shoot that, they just have literally the toys of all the Zords on a little platform that they lower, and it's the best. It makes me so happy whenever they use I'm the be honest, toys. Based on the quality of the footage, I think this shot of the toys going down is from the Sentai. If it's from the Sentai, that's even better because that means that they had to use it. Basically, <laughs> they couldn't even make their own shit. Yeah, this super oh. looks like Sentai footage. It's definitely grainier than the American footage. It's so funny looking. And the best part is like, so you've got the the original Zeo Megazord and that that's like, you, you, your brain registers, oh my God, that's the toy. Are they going to? And then yes, also Tackle Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that happens. They 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 smuggle them below the, the main storage bay into i guess the second storage bay um we cut back and uh uh we say like okay now that we've uh got those zords hidden we need to help them with the mecha mecha caterpillar because it's kicking their ass uh so adam teleports into the red battle megazord or red battle zord uh and jason goes to fight the cogs that are invading the uh the holding bay um, we, we cut to, and then we cut to, again, here's the, th- okay, here's the thing about this episode. It's dumb as hell. Uh-huh. The gimmick is really stupid, and yet it has some of my favorite footage in the series, because <laughs> now we just see two robots punching a pin, a big pinata, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because now we have the, me- the battle sword and the, the megazord without its, uh, Swords just punching this caterpillar. They just robot. start beating it to death. It's so funny looking because, like, obviously we can't do like 
elaborate stunt work or choreography because it's too many people in too big of suits. So we're just going to go ahead and have them punch it a bunch. And boy, it's real silly looking. Um, then we cut Jack, to. Jack, I'm going to be honest. You've really turned me around on this monster. Like, this the monster monster like I feel like maybe the rest of the episode soured my perception of <laughs> sure. it. But, like, you're right. This monster fucking rules. The, this monster is like. You know how much Eric, our editor, loves the, the spinning wheel monster? The spinning yeah. wheel? Rightfully. Like, that's because that's the lowest effort. This is like such high effort, and yet it still sucks, which right. makes me love it because it's like so much work put into this really terrible looking monster. Right, and the quality is about the same level as the wheel. Yeah, because it can't it can't fight. It doesn't have arms. It just kind of walks around. It's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> it, it can shoot fire, but you can't actually like show the other robots in the same shot where you're shooting the fire because that's a fire hazard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> On the studio. Uh, so, so then we cut to the, uh, a cog who's just like, I guess we just blew their zords the hell up because they're gone. And we see a bunch of cogs in like the ruins of the zord holding bay. This bit, um, like, I just, I had made peace of the fact I wasn't getting a musical episode, but I was just struck with, God, what if we got an ensemble, like, industrial rock number by all the cogs together here? That would be wonderful. Like, <laughs> it would be so good. The thing about... I mean, if you think about it, the cogs just look like the robots from that Styx album, that Domo Arigato robots, just yeah, not yeah. racist. The thing is that every Power Rangers, uh, every Power Rangers thug group is, like, two costume changes away from just being the blue man group anyway. (laughs) So like, yeah, it would be pretty great if, uh, if, if they just started like banging on a trash can. Can I, can I do, um, a tangent on my own podcast? Sure. So I dyed my hair blue recently. I Uh really like it. It's very fun. However, uh, there are a couple different, uh, like things people have called me as like fun nicknames. Uh, the two main ones being Blue Man Group and Papa Smurf. And mostly that frustrates me because mm-hmm. neither of those characters have blue hair at all. Right, right. <laughs> and I wish that you would at least call me a thing that makes any sense. But okay, fine. Who anyway. would you rather they call you? I mean, I've also gotten Sonic a lot, okay, which yeah. is not my favorite, but it works. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> uh, I mean, you did you did po- uh, post a selfie of yourself dressed like Millhouse from I am, The Simpsons. I am going to be a Millhouse for for Halloween. So right, yes, and like fair. I told you, I don't know why you keep bragging about the fact that you're not dressing up for Halloween. I I am gonna well. <laughs> You're gonna walk, Zach, motherfucker. Zach, if if it helps, I'm actually going to uh, break from our proud podcast tradition and do something nice for you. I'm going to call you Thrill House. Thank you. That's very nice. I was also called Chill House on the, on Twitter because my screen name is uh, Chinchilla, which so I thought that was pretty good too. Chill House. I'll take either. Thank you for yeah. being nice to me. Fuck you, Luke. Uh, so. <laughs> So before we went on that tangent, like in the same way that Zach turned me around on this monster, Luke has turned me around on feeling utterly robbed that we've never gotten a proper musical episode yeah. of Power Rangers. Yeah, that's fair. It, it it it's it would be the thing is they couldn't. Nobody who's involved with this show is good enough to pull that off. Like right, it's I would love to see that. 
because the costumes would make it a lot of fun, but I just don't think it would ever work. But you're right. I didn't really think about it either, and now I'm bummed out. <laughs> if if there was ever a time where it was going to happen, it could be now, because Hasbro absolutely has the resources to pull that shit. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Like, because, like, their other shows just have musical episodes all the dang time. That's I think, true. I, I think Friendship is Magic had, like, eight of them. Yeah. Also, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. There might be a, a musical episode in Zach, Power don't Rangers. don't you dare get my hopes there, up again. There you might be. There's so many. There's 870 episodes. Like, I don't remember all of them. <laughs> so, anyway. Um... Uh, oh, right. So, here's the part where I... Here's the first thing about this episode where Jason just solves the problem because Jason just beats the shit out of like 30 cogs by himself. (laughs) Um, It's pretty good. I forgot as much as like everyone says the best keying is uh, Jason David Frank. You know what? Jason's got some real good kias. They're very fun. Yeah. 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 We know much, much like with uh, all of uh, Tommy's bullshit in the early seasons, like this is probably a result of like what is and isn't in the Sentai footage. But like Jason has spent a lot of his time as the Gold Ranger just solo fighting cogs. It's yeah. funny because like it's it's a really interesting contrast because in the uh, in Mighty Morphin, when Tommy was the Green Ranger, a lot of times he was like auditioning for a commercial or off in a karate tournament or something like that because they didn't have footage for him. In this, um, Jason is also often away from the rest of the group, but instead they opted to make him hyper-competent and basically have, like, there are two issues of the day. Jason will solve one of them, and then the rest of the entire team is needed for the second one. Well, at like, this point, he's the, the oldest hand at Rangerin, and he's got the cool sixth Ranger powers. That, that's true. I just, I kind of, even though I wish we got more of actual Jason in this series, I do sort of like that he comes back, and it's just like, yeah, I'm here for business, and I'm just gonna whip ass. And yeah. that's well, gonna like, be a it. A good version of this show would have made a lot more hay out of, like, the fact that Tommy and Jason have swapped roles, right? Right. Yes. I mean, yeah, they had like two lines about that, but they really this haven't show done made much a with point it. of immediately like diffusing that tension in Jason's first episode back. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? Um. Uh. Because this kind of seems like it might be your sort of thing, Luke. Do you know what the comics did with the the peace conference? Uh, I remember you mentioning they do something. I don't know what, though. It's basically that Jason, Trini, and Zack become, like, a covert Power Rangers squad that are undercover, basically. Okay. So it was, like, a cover op for them to go be weird Commando Rangers, basically, which is kind of rad. Sure, sure. But anyway, so, yeah. Now, uh, we, Jason beats the shit out of all these cogs. Uh, and then we go t- to what I think Mike was talking about, which is the cat mechanic killers special move, which is the best thing that's ever happened in Power Rangers, <laughs> which is that the bits all split up and now it's just a bunch of men with big circles on them dancing so, <laughs> around and it's, so it's it's the it's the three the three men dancing around but also the other two are just yeah. kind of on a wire and they're not clearly choreographed in any way they're just bouncing up and down yeah, and like just floating. i mean 
I made a reference to Mr. Science Theater earlier. Like, this feels very much the, like, when they made fun of uh, odd people, where it's like, oh, you make magic things happen, Trumpy, and they just had the shot of, of the bots bouncing around and the camera frantically moving around. Like, this shot really reminded me of that. Well, and it also, again, feels very, like, old video gaming, where, oh, you shot the dragon enough times, so now it exploded and all the pieces are bouncing around the screen. And you yeah, gotta but dog inexplicably, them. it's made it even more powerful, because <laughs> that's just how the patterns work. Right, now, now only the head part is vulnerable, so you gotta dodge the other pieces to shoot it. And before we discuss its extra special special attack, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Emma. And I'm Lucas. And, and we're, we're from, from the, the podcast D Comedy, a show where each month we rewatch Disney Channel original movies. And trust me, they're weirder than you remember. We grew up totally addicted to whatever Disney Channel wanted to throw at us. And going back to look at these beautiful train wrecks is always a good time. So search for us on iTunes and Google Play Music and Stitcher and basically wherever you find podcasts. Or find us among all the wonderful podcasts on AudioEntropy.com. I'm Emma. I'm Lucas. And, and you should be listening to D-Comedy. Alright, so, uh, now we have the split-up Mecha Caterpillar thingy. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't remember its name, but it's either Mechanapillar, thank you. It uses its other special attack that makes total and complete sense with the rest of its abilities, which is that it makes the Battlezord and the Super Megazord dance. Well, yeah, because this is like an episode about like a music curse, so obviously the monster can inflict that on people. That makes sense. Sure. But it's literally separate. Like it's separate parts of the machine empire well, that came I understand up with that the plans. machine can break into separate parts, but you remember earlier, no, Zach, when they got <laughs> cursed and they had to sing? No, I mean Queen Machina invented the singing curse. This is Gasket right? who yeah. invented this robot that's based off of fishing lore. So why does the fishing lore robot have dance powers? Well no, because it's an episode about a singing curse. So that's what the monster can do. Okay. All right. I mean, I feel I, like this is pretty simple A to B logic. I honestly don't have anything left in the tank <laughs> to argue with. So, uh, so my favorite part of this is to so in addition to the fact that the dancing is like clearly the people in the robot suits doing sped up footage. Both the robots and like the red battle zords like control panel when we see the close up shot of Adam trying to pilot it. There's just smoke coming out of everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and to be clear, these are people in big bulky robot suits dancing. It's right. real funny. You and should then the go watch gets it. Sped up. Yes, the footage is sped up. But what's still. great is the individual parts of, of Mechanopillar, like th- the individual ones that are like people with legs have arms pop out of them and they are also dancing now. Yes, yes, it's very good. Also, uh, there is at least one sequence that's an extended robo booty shaking. So, uh-huh. like, you know, you get that going also. Please, please, someone make a, a, a gif of that. There, for the love of God. There must be, right? Oh, like, yeah. I feel like that must exist already. Uh, but yeah, they, they, 
everybody kind of gets their butts kicked. For some reason, the they get like, you know how when they lose a fight really hard, they fly out of the cockpit. For right. some reason, they dance so hard that they get ejected from the cockpit. For some oh, reason, well, let's let's not gloss over the fact that like, so taking over these robots, the reason. In the Power Rangers version of things, that it manifests as a dance attack is that for some reason it's an idea that Clank has and he's just in the floating mothership. And he's just like, hey, should we got control of the robots. Should we make them dance? And this random cog is like, yeah, let's do it, boss. Yeah. <laughs> I have agency. Well, also, have you noticed that you never actually see, like, they don't build a make you sing machine. A laser no. just comes into raw screen and does it, kind of no, like now. Yeah, they can just do that, That's apparently. That's the power they have that they yeah. can do at any time. Yeah, like, again, we've talked about it a bunch, but the the confusion between, like, this is the tech, this is the technology empire. They will use technological means. Also, I guess they have music spells. Like, they, they just... <laughs> Well, but no, they have music lasers. <laughs> okay, sorry, I apologize. Well, okay, so while, while we're shitting on the Machine Empire, justifiably so, I will give them credit for one thing. Uh, after the Rangers fall out of their Zord, the giant monster keeps fighting them. It keeps shooting at them, and they keep trying to fight back with their, like... I, I They don't just have handguns. They, like, have giant pist- like giant uh, rifles now? Yeah. I don't know when that happened. I think they've used them before, but God, they hurt. It's weird. It's weird. The they made such a big deal every time the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers got new weapons, and like we barely got an introduction to the the like individual weapons that the Zeo Rangers have at all. So I can't ever remember if they've shown something before. Yeah, like in in the past, we'd have gotten an episode. Like the episode would have come to a complete stop, and like. Someone, usually Billy, would take a like a whole ass minute to explain, like, "Hey, I've built these like new longer weapons. Like, we we should need them for this fucking enemy we're about to face." You know, just because I just happen to have been working on it for three months, and that's how that works. Uh, speaking of getting new weapons, we fucking so Archerina shows up yes. and starts fighting Tommy and yells at him to stop singing, and he's like, "Wish I could," and then. Her bow, fucking Michael Jackson's black or white video morphs into a sword. <laughs> yeah. And then she just keeps going with the sword now. So I guess she's Sword Arena. Yeah. It changes her name. That's true. I, d- why would it? <laughs> why not? I don't know. <laughs> All right. If your name is if your name is the weapon that you use and then you change what weapon you use, wouldn't you change your name? But, like, she's still an archer, even if she's not actively participating in archery. I don't think that's true. (laughs) In in any case, uh, this is a really dope fight scene where all the rangers fight Gasket and Archerina and a bunch of cogs and just get their asses whipped six ways from Sunday. Like, this is a really one-sided fight. Can I also, before I forget to mention it, Tommy and Tanya are also singing their, like, getting hit noises and yeah. their attack noises. So it's like, hi 
and like, oh, when they get punched. And it's really fucking funny. <laughs> it's really good. Um, and the thing is, I, I do want to make a distinction here because usually when we see a fight where the Rangers are supposed to lose, it just looks like any other fight. And then the Rangers just act like they're having a really hard time afterward. Like they'll just like fall to one knee and be like, oh, oh, oh this is this fight's really tough. I know it looks to the to the inexperienced observer like it looks just like any other fight we've ever done. But really, we're having a real rough time here, guys. Like, no, like this is very obviously a one sided fight. Like it's, no, they're, they're getting their shit ruined. They really get their asses kicked. And then we cut to Jason, who is finishing off 50 fucking cogs by himself in, like, a a highly backlit, contrasted, like, cool-ass fight scene where he murders all these cogs. And then Zordon's like, Jason, the other rangers got their shit wrecked. You gotta get over there. (laughs) And so, um, we cut to a, uh... Uh, a scene of the one of the like mothership cog ships. Yeah, the one that clanks in tractor beaming up the super megazord, and it's gonna download the data uh, from the super megazord so that they can like understand the zord's weaknesses and stuff like that. Um, I'm I'm tempted to assume that this is another situation where like this is what would have been a pretty major episode in the Sentai. This feels like a as, really important yeah. episode. Well, yes. Yeah, because like it, Jason killing a shitload of cogs, some of that was Sentai footage, that shot where we just he finished yeah. off a bunch of them. And like actually before the cutaway we saw the monster like zap all the rangers again with like the the dance magic or whatever and they fall down. Gasket and Archerina are celebrating and like it clanks about to fucking steal one of the steal the Megazord. Like this shit seems dire. Yeah, yeah, but like it also, it's also an episode where they shot the Megazord with a dance beam. Yes, it, it is silly, but like, well, the, he, stu- the thing the thing to bear in mind is like for all the for all the things we talk about, like oh shit, this really grim footage from the Sentai is incongruous and yada yada yada. Sentai is a very silly show, also. No, for sure. But I'm just saying, like, some of this seems like it's from a silly episode, and some of it seems like it's from a serious episode. It could be more than one thing cut together. That's possible, yeah. Um, uh, it looks like... So, yeah, the the footage from this comes from the last two episodes of O-Ranger. Destruction, the superpowered base, and Earth's final day. So, yeah, this is from some serious episodes. I guess it just also had some dance beams in it, I guess. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyway, so we, uh, yeah, Uh, Jason finishes beating up these cogs. He teleports in with Pyramidus, and then he murders the monster. So, yup. Jason solves all the issues by himself, basically. If this really is from, like, the fucking finale, does o- does O-Ranger seriously end with the Sixth Ranger doing all the work in the final episode? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, it's not the last, t- it's not the very last two. It is very near the end, though. There are okay. two more, so there you go. Uh, so, yeah, I, but yes, th- like, Jason really does do everything essentially <laughs> um okay yeah it's the first two parts of the four part season finale of o ranger and what happens is the gold ranger kicks gets his ass kicked after this and then the other rangers have to do something so there you go um 
But yeah, Jason solves all the problems. Uh, everybody else gets their ass kicked. We cut back to the gym and juice bar. Um, oh, sorry. Very quickly, uh, something important happens, which is that uh, King Mondo is back. He just He's just back. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Fixed hey, myself, I guess. Like, hey. Everyone's like, oh, man, I wish King Mondo was here. What's up? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's... It's so fucking wild how just unceremoniously he well, returns. It's the whole thing is weird because like literally they killed King Mondo and everyone was like, it's fine. He'll be back. So it, there was never really any tension about it. We just didn't know when he would be back. Uh, so King Mondo's so does, back. Does, does Bacchus Wrath like in the episode where we saw him die before, like does he stay dead in the Sentai? Do not know. Couldn't tell you. Eventually should probably watch uh, a ranger. I mean, if, if anybody knows, write in. I, Victor Perfecto can probably tell us. Like, But, like, like I, I, I want to know exactly, like, what was the order of, of succession here in the Sentai? Because, like, theoretically, yes, they could have the same logic of, oh, he's a robot, we can rebuild him. Right. But, like, they also had, like, a robot child grow into a robot man, in the so who Sentai, fucking knows? his disembodied head retreats to a laboratory on another planet and then uh, rebuilds himself a second body. So right. there you go. Holy shit. Yep. Should watch that show. Sounds good. Uh, so <laughs> we cut over to the uh, Jimmy Juice Bar. Um, everybody's met back up. Tanya asks uh, uh, Tommy about his singing project. He says he got an A. That that I'm gonna assume everyone got an A as long as they did anything. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna pull that shit, that's kind of what you have to do. Is yeah. just like A for participation. Um, I would like everyone to take a moment to see that on. Uh, if you go to one of the shots where Kat and Tanya are sitting at the table, you can see that there is a uh, little package of something that is labeled healthy food in the middle of the cable, the table in front of Kat. That is very good. I have healthy food brand, brand healthy food. food. Great yeah. work. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he says he got an A. Tanya congratulates him. Uh, he says he just needed some practice. Um, and then... Rocky's uh, the only one who'll come right out and say, like, well, I'm just glad that the spell broke when the monster died, because I don't know how much more of your shit I could have taken. Tell me, I'll be real with you. you. Then Kat's like, it was kind of cute, which is how you know that Kat has it super bad, because (laughs) no one would say that if they were being honest. I do have a quick correction to issue. Okay. Because, listen, as much as I wanted there to be a bag of healthy food on this table... Is it a sign? It it's a like little it... placard that okay. says health food. It's just advertising what you can order at the gym and juice I'm bar. Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. That's so disappointing. That's a reasonable prop to exist. You're right. You're right. I wanted it to say healthy food, but it does yeah, say healthy food. Listen, I did bad. too. Um, Apparently there's like a popular brand slash not brand in Canada that's basically that. It's just yellow packages... In fucking uh, Helvetica font of just like whatever it is yeah. on the package, and that and like that's the brand. I'm always kind of fat. Do you do y'all know about table beer? No, no? there's nope. a there is a style of beer called table beer, uh, and like a, a bunch of different places make it. It's not like it's only one company makes table beer, uh, but every company that makes table beer like seemingly has made this unspoken uh 
bond to make the packaging on their table beer as plain as possible. So if someone makes table beer, it just says like the name of the company and then table beer and that's it. As opposed to like wild packaging on everything else. It's very funny to me and I don't understand how it happened. <laughs> oh. uh, anyway, so they. So uh, th- this is where we're getting even further into like not just with their re- relationship with Detective Stone, but like generally on the whole, like I, I, I feel like Bulk has mellowed out and Skull has become more of an asshole. Because like there was that bit where he was throwing money at, uh, at Emily the other day. And now we've got this shit. I think Skull misses being a delinquent, basically. Yeah. And they aren't really anymore. But yeah, so what happens is Emily comes out. Uh, Balkan Skull are there. Emily comes out and they're like, oh, what are you doing here? Because at the gym and juice bar, she says, the beach club was closed. So Ernie asked me to help out. Um, she has this uh, like dish of covered food. Uh, Skull is kind of shitty and says, like, why don't you get us something to eat? And she says, "Okay." Yeah, this and we 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 missed the the setup where Bulk is like, you know, oh yeah, we've been cutting fish all day. Adam oh, yes. Adam makes a face that indicates that they smell bad, and it's like they're like, oh, if I ever see another fish, I'll it'll be too fucking soon. And then Emily reveals that the 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 dinner she was bringing over is a fish, right? Yes. Because this was a fish episode, so it was a funny cap as like one final fish joke. <laughs> yeah, because the whole episode was themed around seafood, right? Uh huh. The, f- the f- the this is another one of those jokes that's like why is Power Rangers a cartoon but real life? Because uh, it's just a fish, like it's not prepared in any way. You can't well, that was, like, eat sliced that. Sliced up, I thought. No, it's literally a fish on a plate, okay, which you well. can't eat. So, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's silly. Um, everyone laughs at Balkan Skull. Is there they're... is there any kind of fish or like just? style of dish where the fish is served this way because i feel like i see this shit on tv a lot i think it's just because it won't read as fish otherwise you can't eat scales so yeah. i don't think so like is I, is there a dish where it's like it's served like that and you're supposed to cut it open yourself so, like so salmon is often if you buy salmon in a package like frozen salmon or even fresh a lot of the times it has the skin on and you need to cut it off on one right. side but like I've never, ever been served fish where, like, the skin is still on it. That's not That said, though, like, I'm not going to sit here and say there's yeah, no not, such thing as that. I think mostly it's because of what Luke said or because it's for, especially when it's for kids, it's like, no, it has to look like a fish because they don't know what that looks like. So, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, anyway, they freak out and they're like, ah, gross. And, and that's the end of the episode. I have to quickly note... I normally don't care at all about the takeouts, the outtakes. Sorry, not takeouts. Um, there's an outtake where uh, from the scene where Tanya and um, uh, Tommy yes. are are sitting in front of the keyboard <laughs> and uh, doing do re mi, and Tommy just hits. If okay, kids, if you're too young, you won't understand this. People our age. Remember how keyboards had, like, samples that you could play? Right. Where you just push a button and it would play, like, a really it's bad like, beat? Psh, psh, yes. Yeah. Tommy pushes the button for that and then just starts dancing while Tanya gives him a death stare. And it's very good. It's it very, is, yeah, very yeah. funny. <laughs> so I know the outtakes, and maybe this isn't new. Uh, 
There's a lot of them where, like, it's clearly the end of a take and they have to do a redo in time. He's like, oh, I'll do it right this time, sir. In a way that was very, like, <laughs> like, what are you, what? I, yeah, I get the feeling that Tommy is, uh, that Jason David Frank was very, like, I don't know. Uh, teacher's petty, I guess, on yeah, the it, show. It definitely gives that impression. Yeah. Um, it's a little weird. I, I get the sense that he enjoyed what he was doing a lot more than anybody else on set. And a, a, a tradition that has like carried through with his behavior and the rest of the staff's behavior for the rest of time. Uh-huh. Sure. But like, yeah, I, I feel like Jason Every Frank was just generally having a really good time on set, and everyone else was just like, "Let's just fucking get it." He done must with. have been right because he like by far sticks around longer than anyone else. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's the episode. Uh, it's it's very silly. It's fun. That said, like the part where you listen to it is yeah. very rough and difficult to get through. Yeah, I I think. It's it's a tough line between like, man, y'all got to see this episode. It's wildly bad, and also, but but it's kind of so bad it's tough to get it's not through. Even like, it's not even that it's like cringy or like it, it's actively yeah. unpleasant to hear. It also might depend. So, like for me, speaking of cringy, cringe humor is very difficult for me to deal with. Yeah, if you if like you're. And I'm not saying this in a bad way, but like if you're tone deaf or, or like not musically inclined, probably won't bother you that much. No, so, I think it will because it's just the sheer volume. Because again, they're not really singing; they're just yelling. They, yeah, they constantly. are sort of just shouting, so. and it's just obnoxious. Yeah, I don't know if try it because it is wild. Even like it's one of those things where it's Power Rangers. So when I say it's crazy, you have to understand. I mean, it is a wild episode in the context of Power Rangers. Which is already an insane television program. Uh, if, so. if nothing else, once the once the robot fights get rolling, yeah, it's the, really good. The Mecha Caterpillar now, is again. When great. I say really good, I'm still talking like within the context yes. of Power Rangers. Like, let's not go crazy here. But uh, but yeah, I love the Mecha Caterpillar. It's great. Um, let's, yeah, I'm glad you said something because, like, yeah, that really should be up for the teenies. Now that you mentioned <laughs> it, it will be. I'm gonna remember. Uh, so let's move on to questions. If you have a question, you can send it to us at Teens with Tude on Twitter. Uh, Teenagers with Attitude is our Facebook group, or Teens with Tude at gmail.com. Um, got a couple questions here. Uh, first, we have a correction um, from Gmail. Uh, I noticed a few weeks ago when Lexi mentioned Bulldaunt growing up in O Ranger. She mentioned a training self-improvement arc, which is not uh, not the case. Bulldog was, in fact, thrown into space uh, by the Sentai version of Louis Kaboom, along with his mom, and then chanced to encounter his, his dad's still-living severed head, through <laughs> which he was given all of his dad's remaining energy. Great. However, I mostly send this in to uh, point out uh, that what happened was hilarious, and also to let you know, uh, you got my name wrong last time. Uh, so this was sent in by Lizard Wizard. I apologize for calling it the incorrect thing last time. Uh, so thank you, Lizard Wizard. Uh, that is pretty great. I love severed head magic. Um. <laughs> Can I ask a question that I think if I've picked up some context clues right, I might. Yes. Are Sprocket and uh, uh, 
the other one like the same character in the Sentai? Yeah, yes. the same character. Yes. We've, yeah, we've actually gone over this a bunch. Okay. Yeah. The, the, so anytime, anytime they're on screen together, it is American footage. Fantastic. Yeah, and the, it's uh, it's a like grown up ver- or powered up version, right? Right. Which is why, um, if you notice, their designs have the same like nautical thing. Right. Going on. Yeah. 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 It's it's interesting. I I think it's kind of cool. Um, so, uh, Tim from Gmail would like us to rank each season's Zord arsenal so far, and I can do that. Uh, but real quick to go over them, uh, if you do, if you do not recall, uh, the Dino Zords, we've got your standard Megazord. Yeah. Uh, you have your Titanius. Ultra Zord with Titanus and the Dragon Zord. That also, I, I forgot about the Dragon Zord, like Dragon Zord battle mode where it has that's that, okay. Like, so did they. Drill staff thing. It's neat though. I oh, like I it. I love it. It's one of my favorite Zord designs, but it yeah. shows up like twice. Yes, uh, but it is cool. Mostly because they have to like impale the monster when he does his final move. Right. Well, and because they switch over to doing the the like other way they fuse, where the dragon zord unfolds into like a feather boa for the megazord to wear. Yeah. So <laughs> second season, second season, we have the thunder zords. You've got your thunder megazord, which has that cool red dragon. Uh, the Red Dragon Warrior mode is neat. Uh, you, that is also the season with the White Tiger. Uh, and then you've got the, the White Tiger battle mode thing, which is neat. Yeah. Uh, he does point out in this season, keep him remember how little footage there was, which, yeah, like, yeah. I love those designs, but that was the most brutal of the reused footage, for sure. The, the Tiger Zord might be my all-time favorite Zord, Season though. 2 also has Tor. Yeah. Just, yeah. just as, a, as a reminder. Season <laughs> season 3 has the Shogun Megazord and the Ninja Megazord. Um, I like those, but they're, I don't know, uh, they're good. The frog had that weird ass frog move where he like makes all the baby frogs. Do you remember yeah. that with the Ninja Megazord? I might have made this joke like two years ago. I don't remember. Do you ever think about how when they make the Megazord, the frog's head is kind of right at the waist, and like it's, the frog's tongue yeah. would be the Megazord's, you know, you know, yeah. the thing. Uh, yeah, and then the donger, the four, dick, the penis, got, the word you were avoiding for some reason. Yeah. Season four, we've got the Zeo Megazord and the Super Zeo Megazord, as well as the uh, Battle Zord and Tackle Boy and yep. the Pyram- and Pyramidus. All right. A lot of shit going on in season four. There's just Pyramidus a bunch of stuff. kind of sucks. I like the idea. Idea of Pyramidus. I yes. think his special move, his super move with the like laser and then the lightning looks cool as hell, but uh-huh. he can't do anything, which is a bummer. <laughs> he has no joints. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it also super summons Zeo-Zord. lightning, and that's dope. Yeah. Yes. That super cool. Zeo Megazord kind of sucks. I like the Super Zeo Megazord more now. Than in my memory, I think each individual design is real goofy, but I like the way it stacks up when it's summoned. Uh-huh. I think that's really cool, and I think the double swords is a, is cool. I I like it more than I thought I did. So here's standard Z Omega Zord kind of kicks ass. The standard standard Z Omega Zord is three fifths cool. 
and then two-fifths lame. Uh, Mike, okay, so sorry, for, me, for me, Zeo, it's weird because I think Zeo has the best extra zords. I love Tackle Boy. I yep. love Pyramidus. I love the Red Battle Zord. And I think it has the worst standard zords, both the individuals and the megazords that they form. I like the idea of the helmets that swap out, but I don't yep. think it's implemented super well. Uh, the power of pyramids <laughs> being telekinesis is weird. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the fact that the women have zords that are like nothing and can't even move by themselves. The is- chariots. Yeah, but... Uh, They're chariots with cannons that get pulled by the beast zords. They do have guns. I do like that part. Yeah. Um. So here's my... I'm going to give you y'all my gut here, which is I'm going to go, and here's... Or did a, they figure out that one of the feet is an Easter Island head, and one of them is one of those, yes. like, ancient Japanese clay dolls? Yes, they dolls. are things. They're not literally nothing, but they still aren't super well-defined. Let me ask y'all a question before we continue. Is this design only, or is this, like, usage? I think probably all of it together. I, I, th- I feel like what the Zord can do has to be a factor. Okay. Sure. Because like, we, we talked about how Pyramidus can't move. Pyramidus can still do shit. So here's what I'll say. Even if, if it's just a pyramid. If this was only visual design, Thunder Zords would be my top. Yeah, I agree. But the problem is they didn't, like, they really, really didn't have much footage. Um, I love those designs, but they, they don't do that much with them. Um Let's. I'm gonna go bottom up, and I want to tell me if y'all disagree. Okay. I kind of think season three, the ninja and Shogun Megazords are at the bottom. <sighs> I like the ninja Megazord a lot, but I think you're right. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm thinking three is at the bottom. I don't like the Shogun that much. I think the Shogun Megazord kind of sucks. I like how big it is, but it's boring. Other than that, and like. The Ninja Megazord's neat, but it doesn't stack up against some of the other stuff. I think it does, but I think the average gets dragged down by the Shogun. Fair enough. Um, I think Dino is next, actually. Uh, no, yeah. I take it back. I take it back. I think Thunder is next, and I think it's because of the footage issue. I think like, the... No, I... I I can't. I can't put season two that low with okay. Tor. What do y'all think? Because God, yeah, it's there. hard. Actually, uh, okay. My my thing is actually top to bottom, and this is purely gut reaction. Is okay. four two one three four four is okay. the best. F- uh, four best, yes. Four okay. two yeah. one three from best to worst. I yeah. So so I think season two in the second slot works for me. I think that's I, right. I think I'd flip four and two. I think I'd say two, four, one, three. So you think two I, I is feel the best. like yeah. I feel like so. For me, the big thing with four is that like, and and I've expressed before that I'm not a big fan of just robots that are people, and I especially think the 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 geometric shaped robots look kind of dumb. But I feel like they do a lot more creative shit with the robots. Like sure. the, the way there's the like gun. multiple configurations where everyone could just pile into Pyramidus. Then being uh, shot out of the cannon is cool. Being shot out of the cannon, Tackle Boy's whole entire shit. <laughs> uh, the, Here's the, what I'll the, say about four: the Red uh, Battlezord's fucking Gatling gun fists. Yeah, things. that's cool too. I love the Zeo Megazord, um, but like you said, the feet Zords are dumb. I think Pyramidus is a real lame execution of the concept. I fucking hate the Super Zeo Megazord. It is the worst one, period, in my <laughs> opinion. Enough. 
Fair enough. The entire thing kind of gets saved by Tackle Boy. Otherwise, <laughs> I think I'd put it at the bottom if not for Tackle Boy. <laughs> Tackle Boy's real strong. Well, we don't have to agree. Why don't we? So, Mike, what was yours again? Uh, mine, mine was four, two, one, three. So I, th- I think we're all kind of in consensus that, that season three is at the bottom. Yes, I yeah, think so. Three goes the bottom. Mm-hmm. Luke, what's but, yours? I think mine is. It's either two, four, one, three, or two, one, four, three. I'm not sure. One and four are very close to me. Okay, that's fair. And I think honestly, I think I'm going to go with my with my gut. Like season two has my my favorite designs still. Like, I agree that they didn't... The, the execution's not great. Their footage is limited. I think it has the worst Zord fights of any of the seasons. But fuck, I love how those Zords look. They're so cool. Yeah, exactly. The Tiger, the tiger Megazord looks fucking cool. Tor is in there. And then I... Oh, yeah. I, I'd almost forgotten about uh, the fucking White Tiger Zord. Like, that shit... Rules. I, like, and just I the would, tiger sword by itself, not even transformed, just the big tiger with a sword tail is rad looking. Yeah, I, f- I feel like if nothing else, that gives it the edge over season three. If I could, it would be two, one and four tied, and then three, but I don't yeah. think I can do that. So I'm going to say two, one, four, three, only because I think every sword in season one is cool. Yeah. Like... The Dragon Zord rules. Titanus is cool. Uh, and the original Megazord is cool. Like yeah, I gave their individual Zords stuff to do in season one. And I think four, like I love a lot of the stuff, but it's more uneven for me. Yeah. So Yeah, it's it's very much it's it's very much like seasons one and two are very consistent in the quality of the Zords. Three and four were much more slapdash, and I feel like that just comes with the fact that like Three and four of the seasons where we started getting like two sets of Zords, yeah, right. And in both cases, one of the sets was markedly worse than Here, the other. Here's the thing that I'm realizing, though, as I say this, like, I think most of my issues with the Zord stuff is the execution of the footage. Other, th- I don't like the Shogun Zord, and I'm not super huge on the Super Zeo Megazord. But other than that. I like the designs of almost everything. It's just mm-hmm. that the footage is sometimes lacking. Um, that'll probably change as we continue, because I, I was thinking about this the other day. The The Zords really start to, like, blend together in the later seasons, so... Yeah, well, I mean, in the next season, they are cars. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, and then you I know. think in the season after that, they're spaceships, and then the season after that, they're trains. So, like... No, I think uh, they're just car- Aren't they, like, rescue vehicles, or is that still turbo? In Lightspeed... I think we get rescue vehicles and, like, Lightspeed Rescue. In Lightspeed Rescue... There was one from when I was old enough that I wasn't watching the show anymore, but young enough that I still got Zord sometimes. So, uh, so my thing is, this is coming less from a perspective of, of with Power Rangers, and more just the fact that I'd been watching the toku more uh-huh. like watching a lot more like common rider and sentai and stuff and like from what i can tell with sentai based on just what i watched with lupin ranger versus pot ranger they eventually get to the point where there's like five million fucking zords it's too many and, and they're introducing a new yeah. one like every two or three episodes none of them get enough of a chance to shine yeah and we're already kind of starting to see the problem with that kind of like power creep now because like how like just season four of power rangers has like what 13 zords yeah. Yeah. 
you're, and they can combine in different ways. And this is only going to escalate from here. Luke, you're right. The uh, Lightspeed Rescue Megazord is just vehicles. Uh, also, it is called the Omega Megazord, which is basically a parody name <laughs> so <laughs> i'm actually really into that actually like you said here's the thing i haven't seen any seasons past this when you said omega megazord i was just like oh shit like just 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 the the pleasure center back in the part of my animal brain heard that okay, no, and no, was no, like I, oh yeah actually i was right so yes there is lightspeed rescue that has rescue vehicles but in turbo their zords get upgraded to be uh rescue vehicles and they get the rescue megazord Okay, gotcha. The so it's like instead of like cars, it's like a bulldozer and a dump truck and a cop car. Okay, fair what, enough. What is the theme for the Zords when they get, go to space? Spaceships. That's all. They're like, I, I actually think one of the Megazords is just one vehicle. It's a spaceship that turns into a Megazord. It's like not yeah, combiners. Yeah, I remember that one. Okay, that weird. sounds dope. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know the execution, but that sounds dope. In space is good. Like a lot of people say, that's the best season. We'll we'll see. <laughs> we'll we'll see. But yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut it off there. That was a very long. I mean, uh, yeah, I was, I was gonna say Zio's been a very we'll see. Like like I've said, I still I still think it's the best season so far, based on you know coming into There's this. There's really a, cool stuff in Zio. I feel it's yeah. pretty uneven, but you know, there, it all is. It's Power Rangers, so. <laughs> uh, but yeah. That's going to do it for us for now, I think. Um, uh, let's see. Luke, do you have anything you want to plug? I do. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find other podcasts I do on AudioEntropy.com, including Totally Reprise, which uh, is in its final episodes. It'll be ending within a month or so. Dang. Wow. <laughs> and there will be more after that, but we haven't said what yet. Um, and you should have you just not said it or have you not decided yet? No, we've decided. They've decided, and it's incredible. And you should definitely stay tuned to that. That yeah, RSS I'll tell you after we stop recording. Um, but also, uh, me and Ashley have launched a new podcast called "Where's Pod When I'm Scared," which is a Veggie Tales podcast. Yup, they did that. I, I talked about it last time I was on, but now the first episode is out. Uh, the second one would be out, but we had technical issues and we had to re-record it. It's so, uh, the the first episode is really good, y'all. There is some. Yeah. It's not just like, hey, let's make fun of a dumb kid show. There's some very yeah. serious discussion about religion and stuff like that. And That's the thing is, we also make a lot of fun of a dumb kid show. I well, yes, that of course, but so I'll note really quickly. I was not raised religious. I have very little religious education and i did not watch veggie tales in fact luke posted a picture and i was like oh it was cg so that's how little i knew about veggie tales uh-huh. uh and i still really enjoyed it so yeah. like you should check it out it's a lot yeah, of fun i i am religious ashley is not we were both raised on veggie tales so it's it's a good time boy that cgi is rough 90s. yeah <laughs> it pretty nice toy yeah. story what do you want yeah no it if, is for sure if the first episode of veggie tales was 15 minutes longer it would be the first ever feature length cgi cartoon <laughs> so there you go holy shit uh <laughs> and what a different world it would be uh mike do you have anything you would like to plug uh yeah my twitter at mike loves rabbit uh, we've got extra life coming up soon. Yes. That's true. We need to make more plans about that. Yeah, we're, we're, we will be doing something. Some people have definitely asked, uh, it's, it has not completely shaped up yet, but we will be doing something. It'll be on the Twitch channel. 
which is what, Luke? Uh, Twitch.tv slash video entropy. There you go. No, I think it's audio entropy, isn't it? Or is it it's video one entropy? of the two. Yeah, uh, we'll figure. It might be video we'll, we will give you more information before it <laughs> if happens. If you go to one and there's no feed, just go to the other. We will. Yeah. We will tell you more. But yes, that is yeah. coming. But yeah, up. that shit will be in and around November second. Yeah, I am moving on November first, which is gonna. Ma- I want to be involved as much as possible, but it's gonna make it challenging. You can call in on Skype and just shit talk. Yeah, uh, from your phone. But yeah, we'll we will be doing stuff. Uh, stay tuned to the. Uh, Audio Entropy Twitter, which is at Audio Entropy for more information. Um, and, and also uh, check out the, I say this a lot, but check out the pin tweet. It's a link to our Discord channel. Uh, come and chat with us. Yep. There you go. And uh, tell your friends about this show and all of our shows. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Spread the word. We we don't we we don't advertise. We paid for an ad one time, and yeah. I mean it did help, but like. We haven't done it again since, and we're probably not going to be doing it again anytime soon. So, For sure. You know, hey. If you if you tell your friends about us, if you think they'd be interested, uh, that's the way we grow. We're doing okay, um, but it'd be cool if you let more people know. We'd, yeah. we'd appreciate it. Uh, also, so for me, uh, at Chinchy McChilla on Twitter, um, and also uh, if you are on Pins and Needles for the next... Uh, uh, surviving culinarian we are still making the show there's just life shit so third episode of my cooking show with my uh, college roommate should be out soon if you're listening to that um, so check that out and yeah that's gonna do it for us for this week uh, for teenagers with attitude I've been Zach I've been Luke and I've been Mike and may the power protect you always It's time. For my secret weapon. Nice bug. Looks like a worm. It's not just any worm, Boltmeyer. It's an armor-plated, fully automated Macatapillar 2000. Ah, ah, ah. This baby is guaranteed to catch whatever you want, no matter what the size. <laughs>